Hot Takes or Toast, the question of the day. It's brought to you by Jerry Siner Cadillac. At Jerry Siner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Shop your way and get that piece of luxury that you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. All right, Jazz with a nice win. I should say on that uh, Drummond thing, he stubbed his toe a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's major. That's why he only played 14 minutes for the Lakers. We'll so he lost him. his entire toenail. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Lopez, the big guy from Milwaukee, whose brother does play in the NBA. They don't have three of them. they got two of them. They've been in the NBA a good long time now. I think a couple of uh, a couple of guys out of Fresno. And uh, Robin and Brooke stepped on his toe, and Drummond only played 14. didn't play. Uh, I don't think he played all in the fourth quarter. And it happened in the third quarter. So I still think it's a great addition for what they needed. Uh, and he'll have some opportunity to help that club once they get their two studs back, whenever they, whenever that is, uh, going forward. Uh, Jazz get a nice win. Before we get going, you know, DJ hasn't been working this week. And I think it's time, Yacht. Do we tell the people? Go ahead. Yeah. It's uh, it, it had to end at some point, and so DJ's taking another job, and uh, so we wish him the best going forward, and uh, let him make that announcement. It's it's tough for me to talk about, so I'll talk about it at the end of the segment. Uh, give you some more detail on that. So stay with us at the end of the segment, uh, as far as that goes. But right now, we want to get to the Jazz, one eleven to one oh seven. They beat the Grizzlies, and I think the question of the day belongs around and the hot take is uh, how good of a win was that under the circumstances you know they get shaken up there with the plane thing Mitchell doesn't make the trip he's their guy their offensive guy right he's the engine I think we'd all agree with that and he has been playing so well I think this little stretch that he's had going um, and I can make a strong argument that it's been the best he's had in the NBA now in the bubble there he had that thing going on but I think that was a little inflated uh, because nobody's really come close to any of that stuff that they were doing there. And that was really good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but, you know, that was in the postseason, particularly, obviously, when he was having those 50-point games. So equating some form of regular season here, that uh, it was pretty impressive what he's been doing. And he wasn't there. So they had to find a way, and they had to grind. And guys had to play big minutes. Joe Ingles playing 34 minutes. You know, that's probably a little bit more than they want. Gobert going 36. All their starters went well into the 30s. So, Quinn Snyder up their minutes a little bit there. And then Oni steps in when somebody's out. He seems to be the 10th guy in the rotation. So, he gets 14 minutes. And if you believe in the plus-minus, he had a plus-minus of 8. So, that's nice. He took, through what, three threes and made one of them. So he made a little bit of a contribution. But for, for me, I think the story there is that without Mitchell, under somewhat of trying circumstances, they get the win. So how good of a deal is that? I think it's a pretty big deal. It's and maybe not a big deal. Maybe a big deal is overstated. It's, a, it's definitely a good deal. It's a nice, nice win. I don't think anybody could argue anything about that. That's something that they needed to have happen, and they did have it happen. And, and guys made their way, made their impact on the game. And I think, uh, didn't Gobert tweet out tough win, something along those lines? You go something ahead and like look that, that yeah. up. Uh, yeah, so he acknowledged it. So it was a, sort of a gutty win, 
a tough win. Proud of my guys. I think that's what, well, I know I'm looking at it right now. That's what Rudy uh, tweeted out, and good for him. Uh, so Memphis, decent ball club. You know, Memphis missing a bunch of guys too, like Grayson Allen, he didn't play. Uh, and he had played the other two games there. And obviously, Jaron Jackson, I don't know what's going on with him. He's been out for a good long while. So, uh, John Morant, man, he's he's a spectacular player when he has it going on. Uh, slight of built, but he can he can do some things with that basketball. Man, he's a tough kid. Man. He flicked in a couple of balls there. It looked like a one he was just trying to draw contact. It looked awkward, but somehow it just went right in the basket. And Valanciunas, at least, you know, he's halfway decent. Uh, 16 points, 14 boards, five assists. A little bit of Jokic going on there. So I don't think Memphis is a bad ball club. They're not great. A game under 500. The thing that struck me is they're only 11 and 14 at home. That's not very good, obviously. You need to reverse. I don't even know if 14 and 11 is good enough at home, let alone 11 and 14. Uh, but Bogdanovich got going. He got going early, too. I think that's important for his level of confidence to get him going early. He only shot 6 of 17 from the field, so it's not like he was lighting it up percentage-wise. But 5 of 12 from 3, that'll work for you. You'll take that just about most uh, most games from him. So he gave you something because there's been some games offensively he ain't giving you much, one for seven, and that's say. not happening at all. Yeah, you know, you just uh, you can't. so in 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 effect when he's doing that, they're without one of their primary guys already, and so they take Mitchell out of the equation, and Conley. Conley knew, okay, I think he knew I got to do something here, and going against his old home team, it's still uh, this is his second year. Uh, I don't think that. It was like uh, revenge and all that. I think he probably wanted to be traded, be traded to a good team and a good organization. They've given him a chance to win as he rounds out the end of his career. And he knew that they had Morant there and they need to let that young kid play. That's part of the deal. So I don't think it was a situation where I'm just going to show those guys they got rid of me. Maybe a little bit, but I think it was more along the lines of, hey, our leading scorer's out, Mitchell. Somebody's got to step up and replace what he brings if we want to win this ball game, and that's me. I need to do it, and I'm capable of doing it. Obviously, he is 26-7, and seven. four steals. Very nice. Very nice game for him, Mike Conley. Solid, solid game. Uh, one of his better games this season. I can't remember them all. Maybe it was his best game. I don't know. But uh, he figured out a way to have a major impact, and that's, that's the thing that I'm getting at. That they are reliant on Mitchell to do his thing because he's their star, and I really believe he is a star. I think that's for sure. He definitely is a star. Uh, but the thing that uh, about it is they've got other guys, so they could spread it around. Because the more guys you can have and count on in the postseason, the more success you're going to have. You know, you look at the Clippers, and it's 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 got to be. Obviously, George and Leonard. You look at the Blazers. To a large extent, it has got to be Lillard and McCollum. And, you know, as you say that for the Lakers, too, it's got to be Davis and, and LeBron. I understand that. So, no matter who, what team you are in this league, you're going to have your stars, and they're going to have to play well, most likely for you to win. They're going to have to make big shots. Even if they don't have great statistical nights, if the game is close, the ball is going to be in their hand. They need pass or shoot. They're going to have to make the correct play. That's for sure. 
But it certainly helps. It takes the pressure off, and I think it increases your chances to have success if you can have more players who uh, can contribute. The more, the better, and that's what the Jazz do. So for me, I think this was a good sign. One of the better wins because of the circumstances being what they were and you're leading guys out, and he missed a couple games earlier in the year going way back now. And so not having him here uh, showed that they, they got other guys. I put this question on Facebook. Is it, how much of a good sign is that without Mitchell that the Jazz still find a way to win? Scott says, it shows the Jazz can also rely on other players in the clutch when needed. If Dom, now he means Don, is off, they aren't one-dimensional. Uh, Brian, the best part was Bogey having a good offensive game. Six of 17, not really good, but he made contributions. Good from three. And particularly, uh, they didn't get off to a slow start, and which had been a little bit of a bugaboo. They're obviously way past that. But I was concerned about that going into the game, that they might get off to a slow start offensively, and then it's an uphill deal and just exert so much energy just to get to back to even, to get back in a ball game. But that did not happen. In fact, they had a lead early. They had a lead of like 8 to 10 points a couple of times early. And I think a large part of it was Bogdanovich finding a way to put the ball in the basket. So that's good. That's good, obviously. Ryan says, it's funny. Most people say the Jazz cannot win a championship because they don't have that, quote, superstar player. I say that's why they will win it. Look at the other contenders. They lose one guy, they're done. The Jazz lose one, and it's next man up. Unless Rudy goes down, then they're done. Yeah. Well, they don't have anybody who can replace Rudy. Now, it's against Memphis, so it's not a great team. It's sort of like, uh, you know, when you have your injuries and who you're playing. I say that with the Pac-12 a lot. I say that. In a conference season, it's not just who you're playing, but it's when you're playing them. You know, who's out when you're playing them. Now, the Jazz are fortunate that they get Memphis, not Denver, not the Clippers, not the Lakers at full strength. They get Memphis, and obviously they can handle Memphis. They just beat them three times since Friday. So clearly they're the better team. And I was listening on, I uh, thought I would take a listen on satellite radio to uh, the Memphis post game. Just to see what they had to say. Get some, uh, and they do it Zoom just like the Jazz do. And they had their coach there, Jenkins. And he was all upbeat and positive. And the reason why I bring it up is because he said, excluding Saturday when they got smoked, but they played two of three against the Jazz and they hung with them. The first game on Friday was right down to the end. This game Wednesday certainly was right down to the end. Could have gone either way, although I thought the Jazz had more control of it than maybe they did the other night on Friday. I think they let it slip away. Here they didn't really obviously let it slip away a big lead. But the coach kept saying that, hey, we just played the best team in the league. And he must have said it about five times. So he's looking to stay positive for his team, and obviously he's trying to sell it and spin it. But I like the fact that he acknowledged the best team in the league because that's what they are. And they should be acknowledged as that. Does that mean they're going to win it all? I don't know. It doesn't. It does not mean. It doesn't mean they're not going to, but I can't say that they're going to. But what I can say right now, through as we're approaching the 50-game mark in the season, in the 72-game season, 
these guys are the best team in the league, and he fully acknowledged that. And to me, that's the way they should be acknowledged because they've earned that designation at this point in time. Have they not? Yes, they have. Monty, didn't Locke say there was no way the Jazz could beat the Grizz three out of three? Did he say that, Yak? Did he say there was no way? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, well, he even said that off the air to me. He's like, Jake, there's no way they win all three of these against Memphis. It just, it just doesn't happen in this short of a span. Well, He said that? Yeah, he did. Uh, well, he's a fan, and he's trying to let him down easy. Sure. So, I mean, you go in a self-defense mechanism, and they, and they do that, and you have to come up, you know, it's, the schedule's tough. Uh, they got these three games, and – a short span of time, or we got injuries, or we're sick. Uh, it was emotional. That's the great thing about this thing is the excuses were there, and that's exactly what they are to me. These guys are getting paid enormous amounts of money, and I realize they're still human beings, but you're better than Memphis. Get it done. You want to get where you want to be? Get it done. Don't. I don't want to hear all this other stuff, even if that other stuff is somewhat legitimate. I did not, I did not remember... Mr. Locke saying that, uh, but he tends to find ways why they can't win uh, because then it doesn't hurt as much, and that's what fans do. And he's a fan. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a fan too. I'm a fan. Everybody's a fan. Only Monson insists he's not a fan, and he's hung up on that, so he can continue to be hung up on that. But I'm a fan. How would it be to have to watch all these games and not be a fan? That would be torture <laughs> to have to do all this stuff, spend all this time watching all these games and not be a fan. Now, I don't get uh, hurt if they lose. It doesn't really bother me. I'm ne- I've never really been a fan that way. I'm a fan of the games and watching the competition. That's what I'm a fan of, and that's what brings me back. I don't get caught up in the final score, but I get caught up in the games. And it would be horrible to have to watch all these games and not be a fan. That wouldn't be fun at all. It's way more fun to be a fan. I don't necessarily live and die by it, by the result, but I'm into it for sure, and I want them to win. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, but I like that. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Playing the same, the same team three times in a row, or not in a row, but since Friday they played them two in a row, and having the playing situation, have your leading guy be out, still finding a way to grind it out. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So I agree with it with that, that uh, there was opportunities there to lose, and I guess it would have been somewhat understandable. I just never like to accept losing uh, for other reasons beyond we didn't play well enough. Is that fair or is that unfair? Am I putting too much expectation on these guys? In my mind, uh, once you start accepting uh, reasons for losing, you're going to lose. Once you let that stuff creep in, well, we got this, we got that, this thing, that thing, then then you're in trouble. Then you're probably the reasons why you've come up with why you're going to lose. That's probably why you did lose. Whereas if you shut those out and say, no, we're not taking that into consideration. We're not taking into consideration the birds and Mitchell being out and the multiple games against the same team in less than a week. I won't acknowledge that i won't accept that for any reason as to why we're losing well then you probably don't lose Uh, if you do i think that once you let those things creep in and you find you find yourself saying well yeah you know we got this and that well then that's what happens is that off base am i wrong let me know hit me up on twitter is that a wrong attitude 
or is it my way of thinking, hey, if you lose, it's you, lo- you lost because you didn't play well enough. Don't slide to these extenuating circumstances. Huh? You like it? What do you think, Yak? Am I off base here? I don't think you're off base. I, I, I'm with you in the fact that people are trying to let Jazz fans down softly if they were to have lost one of those three games, but Memphis is a team that's not the same stratosphere as the Jazz. We're talking about the number one team in the Western Conference. They're gunning to go to the NBA Finals this year, so you better take care of business against teams like this. Especially now. In a oh, yeah, regular this, season. Oh, yeah, you know, t- if it gets this, to the playoff, yeah, sure. and losing Memphis in the last day of March, that's not nearly a bitter pill to swallow as the any postseason fourth loss in whatever series you may get. Those can be crushing. And this year, it likely will be crushing if they come to it and they don't win 16 playoff games because that's what it takes to win the whole thing, right? you got four rounds of seven-game series. And so four times four, is that 16? I think it is. Uh, you got to find a way to get to 16. You get to yep, 16, you 16 then you, games. Re- you rejoice like crazy. You go nutso. And if you don't get it, it hurts. I, I understand that fully. It doesn't necessarily hurt for me, but I get that it would hurt for you as the fan and would hurt for the players and the ownership and the management, all that stuff. I understand that completely. But we're not there yet we still have a good ways to go before we have to start worrying about that we got six seven more weeks to get this thing get through this regular season thing so i don't think losing to memphis uh is a crushing blow Uh, it's just devastating i don't see that that's obvious i believe so you find a way to i like the i like the mental toughness to me that's what it's about gut it out and I think that was the best part of the game is they had mental toughness. And the, the Grizzlies probably get a bump. Hey, they're without their best guy. So we have an even better chance to win. And we're a developing team with Morant, a young pup. Uh, so let's, let's get a marquee win. Give us something to get excited about, our fans. And they didn't do it. The Jazz did not allow it. So they sucked it up. And they got the job done. To me, that was the number one thing that was the most impressive thing. Okay, I told you about DJ Yock. He hasn't been with us. Uh, and I said earlier, he's found some other work, so we wish him well. Okay. Well, you don't wish him well? I do wish him well. He's a good dude. Yeah, he is at his core. He'll drive you nuts from time to time. But I sure, I'm sure I drive him nuts from time to time. We've been doing the show 19 years. Next week is our 19th anniversary. Started in 2002. Where were you 19 years ago? Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Yeah, where were you 19 years ago? <laughs> I was in high school waking up listening to you guys. You're in high school thinking, how in the world am I going to pass chemistry? Huh? That or math. In high school. And math. Okay, that's kind of the same thing. Believe me, I was there. It was not 19 years ago. So all good things got to come to an end, right? DJ has found some uh, other work for himself. We wish him the best. He'll announce it when he does announce it. Except, Yach, I've got to come clean for those of you who gasp. Did you catch on? Did you follow me? Do you believe me? Because today is April 1st, and that makes it April Fool's. (laughs) PK got you guys. (laughs) 
Did I get you? Come clean. Did I get you? Did you think that DJ is leaving the show? Did I get you? Now, I used to have a thing with my mother. She's gone now. But every April Fool's, we would try to get each other. We'd find a way to get each other to try to April Fool's each other. Now, you couldn't be outrageous. You couldn't call up and say, oh, oh my uh, wife's been in a crash or something stupid like that. No, they, 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 you don't do that. None of that. It had to be where it was harmless. And hopefully my little thing on DJ, nope, he's just off. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, so he's not, he's not even doing talking sports. Uh, I could have done it, but I turned it down. Uh, uh, my, my TV career is over there, I guess. So uh, with that in mind, it was just an April Fool's. But did you ever get anybody? My mother used to play April Fool's. I got her. I know I got her one time. And I'm living here in Salt Lake and Sandy in the Utah area. And, you know, I used to travel a lot, particularly when I worked for the Watchdog. And so I called her up and said, uh, hey, I'll be over in a, in a couple hours. I just landed. They sent me down to Phoenix to do an assignment, which they would do from time to time whether it was uh, the women's basketball when they would play the Mercury, the Stars, I'd be down there, or whatever, a feature story, and obviously there's games to be covered, I'd be down there. And so I got her, and she said, oh, cool, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll be home, blah, 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 blah. So I went on a little bit, and then I zapped her with an April Fool's, and then she fired off an expletive in my direction. Uh, that's the way she was. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got any good April Fool's jokes? Have you pulled any that any April Fool's pranks? You got whomever. One time, my uh, my daughter. It was uh, April Fool's was on a Saturday, and so my wife goes in there, wakes up my daughter. Come on, come on, you're late for school. She looked. Oh man, got up and uh, started getting ready, and then my wife felt bad because my daughter bought it and started getting ready for school. <laughs> so she felt bad that, that she woke her up. And she said, April Fool's. So April Fool's is always a big thing in my house. DJ's not going anywhere. It was simply an April Fool's joke. He'll be back on Monday. Today, April Fool's, the two best words in sports. We'll get to that next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.